Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 927, air date April 7th, 2021. Um, help out with a number of the things that I've been doing with our Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior Movement, but I apologize because um, we have an inventory of videos that I want to do for you, continuing our series on immune health. But today we're going to talk about the onion. There's our onion. We're going to talk about why... Uh, microbes actually are afraid of onions and why, as I said in the ad, why onions make microbes cry or uh, in many ways how they boost immunity. But uh, I mean, onions come in all different kinds. I mean, you have, this is a yellow onion, you have red onions, you have small onions. Um, there's a whole range of different onions, many, many different varieties. But good evening to everyone. As people are coming in, uh, many of you asked, uh, some of you are new, so what I wanted to take a little bit of time was to just, as people are coming in, just to, uh, let, me, let me bring this up, uh, to people. We're gonna focus today on onion and immune health. And as a part of this presentation today, we'll first begin by giving a background to what is VA Shiva, the platform that we're building. And one of the most important things to understand is that our platform is really about educating you on a systems approach to everything in the universe. It's a systems approach, where you, whether you consider how an onion affects immune health or whether how the climate change system works or does not work or what's really going on with that. I did an uh, earlier video on that. The healthcare system, the transportation system, the educational system, you know, the system of immunity, a whole bunch of things. So we're going to talk about that background. Then we're going to give a little bit of overview on the onion, uh, educate a lot of people on how you can actually... Uh, understand what's actually going on when you start looking at foods and medicines at the molecular systems level using the revolutionary technology that came out of my PhD work at MIT called Cytosolve. We'll give you a background on systems biology. You're going to learn that. And then we're going to look at the immune system, a little bit of review. Then we're going to look at how onion affects the immune system. And we're going to talk a little bit about the principle of synergy. Uh, what's really amazing about food, food is not just one single chemical, right? Food is an assortment of many, many different chemicals that affect in a, uh, in a, you know, in a, in a very powerful way, different subsystems in your body. And that's what makes food or herbs or natural products quite interesting, quite difficult to understand using the current uh, methodology of the pharmaceutical approach. They can't understand it on the one hand. So big pharma doesn't really know how to handle you know, the complexity of food. So on the other hand, a lot of people try to go to supplements or they try to go to, you know, the new age movement or alternatives. The problem with the new age and the supplements movement is they uh, practice something called cherry picking, right? Um, they don't really practice evidence-based science. But with Cytosol, the technology I'll teach you, we can really understand uh, the synergistic level of how uh, food and substances work. And then we're gonna, under using that principle of synergy, what I want to educate you on is that that same principle of synergy that we use to understand how why food is medicine, you can also use that principle of synergy to understand why we need to take a multi-systems approach to also um, changing the world in a positive way through what we call truth, freedom, and health, combination of ingredients. And then we'll come back to onion and we'll talk about how you can also take a engineering systems approach to understand the onion. So, so we're, you're gonna learn a lot about onion, you're gonna learn a lot about systems approach. So that's what we're gonna talk about. 
And to start this discussion, you know, we've I put together a little video that because um, many times I keep repeating the same thing. And after all, it frankly gets hard for me to repeat it over and over again. So I put it into a video. So those of you who are new can really get an overall understanding of what is VA Shiva, what really motivated the creation of this platform. So let me just uh, play this so everyone can see it. So here we go. Let me start at the beginning. So this is a new video that we have. I hope you guys enjoyed. Here we go. Hmm. Hold on, everyone. I think I got to do something here. One second. I think I have to re-add it. One second. All right. All right. Here we go. One. Okay. Welcome to VA Shiva. VA Shiva is a product of my journey across East and West science and tradition, ancient and modern, that brings you the science of systems so you can become a force for truth, freedom, health. VA Shiva is a platform of revolutionary education, community building, and weaponry for unleashing local activism. My journey to VA Shiva begins in the chaos of Bombay, where I experienced diverse religions, languages, castes, and in a small village that had no running water, no electricity, where my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practiced Siddha, an ancient system of Indian medicine over 10,000 years old. She observed one's face, the art of Samudrika Lakshanam, to understand a body's unique constitution, allowing her to deliver the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Watching my grandmother heal others, I was inspired to study medicine, but I was also aware of the corrupt caste system of India, which denigrated a human being, where my family were considered low caste untouchables, where one's birth determined one's destiny. The grit and determination of my mother and father led them to get educated and to come to America, a one in a trillion event. Their actions inspired me to work hard and excel. While in ninth grade, I attended New York University in a computer science program, and subsequently at the age of 14, was given a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. There I investigated the system of sleep using mathematics, computer science, and biology for sudden infant death syndrome. It was there in Newark where I invented email when I was the first to convert every feature of the physical, paper-based inner office mail system, including inbox, outbox, memo, carbon copy, blind carbon copy, attachments, into its electronic equivalent, a system which I named email, a term that I was the first to coin. On August 30th, 1982, I was awarded the first U.S. copyright for the invention of this system, recognizing me as the inventor of email. At that time, copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I went on to MIT where I earned four degrees across multiple systems of engineering, electrical, mechanical, design, biological. That training led me to invent many other systems for advancing humankind, 
Echomail, the world's first intelligent email management system. Cytosol, a computational biology system for eliminating animal testing to discover new medicines faster, cheaper, and safer. And to the creation of a whole systems methodology for certifying clean food. These innovations led me back on a Fulbright to India, where I discovered the missing link between Eastern medicine and Western systems theory, honoring my grandmother to develop Your Body, Your System, a powerful tool that will help you understand how your body is a system and how the inputs of food, supplements, and exercise bring your body back to its natural system state. And Systems Health, an integrative educational discipline that is now integrated into the VA Shiva platform that will enable you to learn the science of systems, the science of everything, be it your body as a system or our society and politics as a system to reveal the foundational interrelationships between truth, freedom, health. Now is the time for you to be the light, learn the science of systems, build community and weaponize yourself to unleash the activism necessary to deliver truth, freedom, health in your local community. Welcome to VA Shiva. All right, everyone, welcome. Good evening. So today we're going to talk about uh, onion. And onion is a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, uh, food because most of us probably use it every day. You know, in the uh, uh, many, many traditional cultures, onions used uh, often um, as a uh, add-on to pretty much uh, soups, right? It's used in what? Scrambled eggs. I also have Ken Fielding joining me here. Um, curries. Uh, rice dishes is pretty much used in every place. Uh, but some people considered onion, uh, you know, the queen of the vegetable king kingdom, and they consider garlic the king, or some people switch it. But onion and garlic go hand in hand. We've talked about garlic before, and we know that garlic has a lot of organosulfur compounds, and you'll find out that onion also has the same. But um, uh, as let me bring up the uh, presentation I have for you today. Now, many of you know that the approach that I take in, in studying pretty much most of um, the, the talks that we have is to always take a systems approach. Um, those of you who just saw the video and just joining, please make sure to go to vashiva.com slash join. I'll put up the banner so you can um, support yourself. This is really not supporting me or the movement in a broad way, but it's really about supporting you to start recognizing that you need to learn a systems approach to looking at the world. If we don't take a systems approach, you're never going to know what's right for your body. You're never going to know uh, what's going on in the world of politics. Uh, you will not know, you know, what's the right thing to do uh, in a particular situation, meaning you won't have a framework, be it in, in the world of politics, be it in the world of health, be it in the world of everything. And what's happened is our educational system over the last, since probably the 1970s, has essentially trained people um, to look at the world in a very bifurcated way, which means look at the world as individual pieces, right? Not to see a whole. And a systems approach will give you the tools to start seeing the whole. It is an actual science. And without this science, you will not have the capabilities to do that. So support this movement, support yourself. And I'll come back to this. But let's talk about onion today, and, and, and I'll come back to this. Um, so let's go right into talking about onion, okay? 
So, um, by the way, you can go to vashiva.com. That's the website. So onion and immune health. So we're going to learn what is onion. We're going to talk about what is a molecular composition of onion. Uh, what are the, you know, the biological functions, which means at the biological level, how does onion work? And then we're going to also talk about, uh, oops, let me just share this with you guys. Sorry about that. Um, then we're going to go in and we're going to talk about um, the health benefits at a broader level. Then we're going to look at specifically how onion affects the immune system. It's very interesting on the comments, some very foolish uh, individuals like, oh, what do you mean? Shiva's now talking about onions affecting the immune system. Well, that's fine. I think this person should go take as much drugs as he wants all the time and, you know, drink as much, whatever the hell he wants to do. But um, the problem you have is you have, um, when you have ignorant people, one of the things we need to understand is um, we don't have time to waste with ignorant people. What we want to do is just sort of not even deal with them, be silent, let them do their own thing. There's no reason to fight against ignorant people. I typically just block them, throw them off, and that's what you should do. There are more than enough good people on this planet who want health, who want truth, who want freedom, and that's where we focus our energies on. Right, Ken? Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to focus on onion, on the immune system. Then we're going to look at, you know, the clinical evidence on, you know, how much onions you should take. So here's the background on onions. Um, onions are interesting because they've been used for a long, long time. You know, it's uh, dates back nearly 3,500 years. In fact, in the Egyptian codex, uh, Ebers, it's actually documented there. And the medicinal effects of onions are attributed to phenolic compounds, which means they're very specific compounds are also attributed to minerals, fiber, organic sugar, and organic sulfur compounds. We'll come back to these organic sulfur compounds. Now, if you look, look at the number of articles written on onion, 22,640 research papers, 112 clinical trials, and that goes all the way back to the, um, you know, late 1800s. So again, when you have uh, individuals be it uh, very ignorant individuals thinking like, oh, onions don't do anything. Well, you know, why would people research them even in the Western medical system for over, you know, all the way back to the early 1800s? Because um, food is medicine. And the good news is that some people, even in the conventional medical world, are starting to recognize that perhaps we should actually start studying food as medicine. That's a good thing. And tools like Cytosolver are helping us do that. But the bottom line is that when you really look at this, you find out that there's a lot of research that's been done on onions, okay? 22,000 papers. I don't think anyone can even probably go through that in a lifetime. Um, so how do we do that? How are we going to go through all of this, okay? Um, because our goal is to take a systems approach. And a systems approach is what we um, did with Cytosol. Cytosol is a technology that I created for my PhD work, and Cytosol allows us to take a systems approach to understanding everything. So how does this work? Well, what we're able to do with this technology is we're able to look at a body of work like you see in this inverse funnel. We can take a body of work, in this case, 22,000 papers. Out of that body of work, we can curate. Curate is a word that we use in bioinformatics, which means out of the 22,000, let's focus on the ones related to immune health. We get those papers. We then apply certain metrics to see, you know, was there lab work done on them? Were they credible lab work, et cetera? And then from that 
set of another distilled set of papers, we look for molecular mechanisms, which means which of the papers talk about, you know, chemical reactions that they actually discovered, because that's coming down to truth. Why is that important? Well, if you think about this, sodium plus chloride gives you what? Sodium chloride. That's a, a law. It's a chemical equation, right? Uh, hydrogen plus water, you know, will, uh, depending on the combination, will give you, uh, I mean, hydrogen and oxygen, which will give you water or hydrogen peroxide, but these are chemical equations. So what we're looking for in all of this information, we're looking to distill that information to a set of chemical equations because we know those are going to be invariant, okay? So that's what we do. So uh, through this process, we're finding the papers, extracting out the relevant ones, extracting out the molecular <coughs> mechanisms, and from those mechanisms, we're able to connect the dots to build what we call an architecture of the immune system and an architecture of onion will affect it. And then, in fact, with cytosol, we can actually do mathematical computations, and I'll show you that. So it's quite a powerful way beyond big pharma, beyond big vitamin, that's what I like to call it these days, because big vitamin just throws stuff together. They're getting as bad as big pharma because they don't really understand how things work. So they just throw all sorts of stuff in it. And most of the people who formulate vitamins, um, you know, they're not literally doing the, the larger scientific research. They, they read one paper, two papers, they find some celebrity, they pay them, and then they push some stuff out to you. But the good news is there are things that actually do work. You know, a lot of them come from natural products, foods. And if we can actually find those ingredients and how they work, we can actually develop uh, amazing things for our health. So that's, um, that's really the motivation that led, right, food is medicine, someone just said exactly. So to contrast this, if you look at the way the pharmaceutical drug development model works, uh, some of you may have seen this before, but you know, they can't handle compounds. They can only handle one single drug. They, you know, they do a lot of test tube testing and they, then they go kill a bunch of animals. This is just to figure out before they go into human trials, phase one, phase two, phase three. If they get F FDA approval, they do this. But the problem is look at what's going on. They spend a lot of money in R&D, that's the orange line, to do this entire process. Sometimes it takes $5 billion, 13 years. And guess what? Even the FDA is not allowing their new molecular entities. Why? Because most of these substances have a lot of side effects, all right? Because you're taking a magic bullet approach. You're taking a single drug, trying to hit one target to have one effect. That's what the current model of the mRNA jab is, right? It goes in and it creates antibodies. And the, and the theory is, oh, if you got antibodies, you're in great, great shape. And you're gonna realize that's not true. It's called a non-systems reductionist approach. And this is why pharma companies are tanking. In 2010, and I want everyone to listen to this, uh, 2010, Pfizer made, Pfizer, the big pharmaceutical company, and you know, um, um, many years ago, they wanted to use uh, Cytosol's models, their innovation group for lupus. Um, they folded thereafter, but um, uh, we wanted to help them to help, uh, you, know, elite, you know, not kill animals. But Pfizer in 2012 was making $65 billion in revenue. In 2020, Pfizer, how much are they making? Anyone know? How much is Pfizer making in 2012? And uh, how much is uh, how much are they making 
in 2020. Any ideas? Why don't we take some guesses? They made $41 billion. So in, in, in less than 10 years, Cy, um, uh, Pfizer lost pretty close. Someone's nope, their, their, their money's been going down. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. Pfizer and the big pharma companies have been tanking because of this diagram that I just shared with you here. So this is why we need to understand what's going on economically. They're spending more and more and more money on R&D for this process that does not work. Okay. And less and less new drugs are even being allowed by the FDA. Even the FDA, this is a point, is not allowing drugs that are going through the pharma process because of the side effects. So in 2012, 11, 12, Pfizer made 65 billion. In 2020, they've only made uh, 41 billion. So they're, they've lost $25 billion, $24 billion. That's a lot of money. This is why they need their mRNA uh, you know, inoculations to explosively grow because they need to make up for that money, all right? So this is why what you're gonna be seeing is people saying that you know 70%, what are they saying? That's why they're pushing vaccines. Exactly, there you go. Thank you, Al Alessandra, okay? There you go. That's why they're doing that because it's money. Look, I think it's very, very important that we start recognizing, let's look at follow the money. There are people writing to me about aliens involved in this, reptiles involved in this. Yeah, there could be, there could be. But why don't we go after what's right in front of us to convince our fellow people what's going on is Pfizer is losing money. Their system is breaking down. They lost $25 billion, ladies and gentlemen, in the last nine years. That's where they struck a partnership with Israel. And Israel's numbers are saying you got to jab people 70, you know, 70, you know, 70 percent of the population. So they need to make back their money. And that's what's actually going on. Follow the money. We're going to see a big wealth transfer from working people to big pharma. That's what's going to happen in the next two years. And thank you, Donald Trump. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Warp speed. OK, thank you, Jared Kushner. All right. That's who made this happen. So I gave a lot of money to Trump, supported him. But I've been very, very dis disappointed. Uh, I feel very betrayed by what took place over the last four years because we did not focus on real public health. If people truly cared about public health, right, let's talk about public health. Let's talk about the fact that we have massive childhood obesity. This generation will be the first generation to live less than the previous generation. Think about that. We have, you know, I think 1.2 million adverse hospitalizations, over a million hospitalizations from adverse reaction to drugs. We have, you know, the, uh, if you combine that, the number of people that die from uh, side effects from pharmaceutical drugs and people dying from going to a hospital, from hospital malpractice issues, it's the number one uh, cause of death. So you really want to stay out of a hospital. You really want to focus on building your operating system of your body, which is the immune system. But none of that got talked about during the last two years, right? We didn't talk about vitamin D3. We didn't talk about many, many foods and things and that could help you. It was all about getting poked and getting poked and, and wearing a diaper on your face, et cetera. That's what it was about because these people do not care about public health. They do not want to take a systems approach because it'll because everyone knows it'll lead back to the fact that they're 
solutions are reductionist solutions. So, so this is what's actually going on. I want people to see this. Pharmaceutical companies, they're, they're spending more and more and more money on drugs and less and less of their products from this archaic process are even being approved by the FDA. I mean, this is, this is, this is not what you want. You want to spend more money in R&D. You want more products coming out. And the reason this is occurring is something called reductionism. Reductionism. What is reductionism? Um, reductionism is best explained by the example of the king bringing in the, this big elephant into the court and he brings six blind men and he says, what do you see? Well, they're all blind and they all touch different parts of the elephant and they all get a different view, a blinded view of reality. And it looks like this, the guy who touched the trunk thinks it's a, it's a snake. The guy who touches the, you know, the ear thinks it's a fan. The guy who touches the tusk thinks it's a spear and so on, that's what you get. So this is called reductionism. And what's unfortunate is this is what's going on in science. In science, people look at cancer, they look at the immune system, they look at um, you know, the healthcare system, whatever the system is, the, the climate system. And instead of seeing the whole, which would be a systems approach to looking at it, they do a parts approach, they just see little pieces. And then they write up what they see and they're blind. So when, if, if they were ever to work together later on, you'd get something that looks nothing like the actual whole. And this is called reductionism, reductionism, reductionism. So you can go tell your friends about this tomorrow. You learned reductionism. Reductionism is the opposite of a systems approach. And if we want to understand complex systems like your body, the immune system, the healthcare system, the electoral system, you need to take a systems approach. And you know what? There is a science to understanding systems. And that's what I teach every Monday evenings. And that has become the foundational knowledge that you're gonna to need to learn if you really wanna be serious, a professional about wanting to change the world because the establishment knows system science. And there's probably about a couple thousand people on the whole planet who know system science. And they use system science through their elite institutions to oppress most of mankind. The problem they have is someone like me got four degrees at MIT, MIT, I studied system science and I expanded it. And using that knowledge, my goal is to liberate all of you through education. And that's why those of you who choose to liberate yourself, you need to become a truth, freedom and health warrior. And that's when I do these things on onion or this. It's not just to talk about this on the immune system. I want you to start getting into your consciousness about how when we take a systems approach, we can actually find truth, freedom and health or what's actually real, all right? So in this case, Cytosol does, does not take this reductionist approach, we take a systems approach. And by the way, this really heightened in biology in, in 2003, what happened was when the genome project ended right here, we found out we don't have 100,000 genes. We only have 20,000 genes the same number of genes as a lowly worm, okay? So the number of parts, which means more genes is what we thought, does not mean complexity. A worm has the same number of genes. So this led to a field called systems biology, saying if you want to understand the whole, you need to understand the interconnections. And we talk a lot about this in the systems training. So if you look at the cell, the cell is not the nucleus, it's all the interconnections, okay? And if you want to really understand and mathematically 
model these interconnections. Imagine if we could do that. Imagine if we could mathematically model the whole human cell. Just think about that for a second. Imagine on the computer, I could model all the chemical reactions in your body. Just sort of close your eyes and think about that. If you could do that, then I could tell you, okay, what happens when you eat an onion? Because I know all the chemicals in the onion. And I could say, oh, it's going to react like this with you. Maybe with Ken, it maybe give him some allergic response. Maybe with someone else, it'll make them feel great. That's called personalized medicine. So in 2003, I came back to MIT and my I took on this grand challenge that the National Science Foundation put forward, which is, could you mathematically model the whole human cell? People thought this was an impossible problem. Very similar to in 1978, people thought it was an impossible problem to uh, create the electronic version of the office, the inner office mail system. That's what I did. So I figured out a way to create technology that could take these little molecular pathways, not just convert them to mathematical models, but interconnect them together. And that was Cytosol. So Cytosol, very similar to how we build airplanes today. You know, we don't just throw a pilot in. We don't just go to the wind tunnel. We do everything on the computer. We take a wing design, we model it, and then we simulate it. Law And if, if, if let's say a design doesn't work, we're not going to waste time in the wind tunnel or the pilot. We go to the next design. Well, that's what Cytosol allows us to do. Cytosol allows us to mine the literature, mathematically model the human cell on the computer, different biomolecular functions, and look at the combinations of ingredients. All right. So this is a revolutionary approach, but most importantly, it is a systems approach. Why is it a systems approach? Because a systems approach recognizes the importance of not just one compound, Western medicine and the pharmaceutical approach is the magic bullet approach. I'm going to send a bullet right into your system. It could be a particular molecule and I want it to land on that particular area and then it's going to cause a chemical reaction which is going to heal you. Well, the problem is that magic bullet approach works only in 10% of the, the targeted people. It also creates lots and lots of something called side effects. But when you take a combination approach, which is a food, is food doesn't have just one, like this food doesn't have, just doesn't have one chemical in it, sulfur. It's got, you know, hundreds of different compounds in it. And those hundreds of compounds have a synergistic effect. They hit many different molecular pathways. It's like an orchestra playing, okay? The problem is pharmaceutical companies don't know how to handle food, so they did this reductionist model. But with Cytosol, we're actually able to understand combinations combinations of ingredients. And this is the technology that I've created over the last 17 years to really take what my grandmother taught me as a kid, understanding the power of foods to a much more computer-based modern technology where we can really look at the literature, mathematically model, bring the research community in. So we're going after every major disease in the world right now with Cytosol. So if you look at how my grandmother and the yogis used to mix medicines together, they used to use it in a mortar and pestle. And, and think about the example that I've shared before. Imagine you throw in some turmeric, right? And you throw in some grape skins and you started mushing that together. By the way, those the, the curcumin and turmeric is very good to lower inflammation. The resveratrol also is good to lower inflammation, which is the active ingredient in red grapes. But if you went to my grandmother and you said, well, how did you do this? In fact, if you asked this to most of the supplement companies, how did you decide to put in this and this? Oh, well, you know, da, da, da. they can't explain it to you. They can't scientifically explain it to you, the dosages. But 
with Cytosolve, we're able to do that. So here, here's curcumin, by the way, the active ingredient in Cytosolve. With Cytosolve, we can mathematically model all the molecular pathways. So the outer yellow circle, here's a cell wall, here's a nuclear wall. And what we've done with Cytosolve is we've literally mined nearly 6,000 research papers, and we've looked at all the papers uh, and how Cytosolve interacts, and then we can mathematically model this. Same with resveratrol. But what we can do with Cytosolve, see how they combine, and we're doing here is we're simulating using the computer so we don't have to kill animals, inflammation, the far right column, just watch those numbers there. It is a inflammatory marker. 0.15 means you have a lot of inflammation. But you notice I'm not giving any curcumin, any resveratrol. But right when I give five units of curcumin, notice it drops from 0.15 to 0.05 right there. Curcumin is very good for lowering inflammation. Here's resveratrol, five units. It goes from 0.15 to 0.06. But look at this. When I give less amount of curcumin, 40% less, less amount of resveratrol, 60% less, but the same total amounts, five units, look what happens in the inflammation. It goes down by another 50%. Quite a profound. This is called this principle of synergy, okay? The principle of synergy, and I want you guys to all think about that. The principle of synergy, synergy, synergy is a systems principle, which means it's not a magic bullet approach. It's the idea of combining different ingredients. And this was called, in, in, in traditional systems of India, it was called Siddha, where, where the alchemy was trying to figure out the right common. This was the art and the science of medicine. And these yogis would figure out, you know, testing, testing, testing with nature, making mistakes. Probably some people died eating the wrong thing, but they documented all of these. And over thousands of years, they figured out how to do combinations. Um, what we've done is with Cytosol recently, I'm, I'm pleased to let everyone know, we use this approach over six past 16 years. I've helped many, many businesses who wanted to do scientific work, figure out how to combine ingredients to create supplements. I've helped them. But what we've done recently is instead of waiting for them, we looked at billions of molecular interactions of pain and discomfort and inflammation. And then we figured out a combination of ingredients that have a profound effect on lowering inflammation. And this is the first time we've done this, but it's pretty exciting because we're using our technology directly to help you versus those companies. It's called MV25. You can pre-order it. MV means momentum in physics, mass times velocity. And if you notice, it says it's cytosol optimized. And this is not a big pharma approach. It's not a big vitamin approach. It's a bottoms up approach as is expressed in the back of the label, which says the, this was formulated using the cytosol engine developed at MIT and that we went through four decades of uh, research in 68 research institutions and we computed trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions to discover the right synergy, the optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of pain and swelling. So think about, you can't, one human being cannot do this over hundreds of lifetimes, but with a computer, we went through trillions of potential combinations to figure out the right synergy. And what Cytosol optimized means is that this formula has been optimized to maximize benefits and bioavailability while minimizing toxicity based on the current research curated by Cytosol. This is based on the current research. The point is science is always changing. And as the science changes, we're not gonna, we're gonna be true to uh, the science. We're gonna keep 
uh, updating the formulation. And you can notice it's clean certified, it's made in the USA and it's GMP. And by the way, you can, people have asked, where can you get it? You can go to vashiva.com, you go right to the shop, you click on it, and then in the shop, you'll find MV25, and there it is. So I encourage everyone to uh, look at this because what we're doing is we wanna deliver truth, freedom, and health. We're using the principles of systems to create a product using the principles of systems. I hope that makes sense, okay? Um, so it's exciting because we're taking a whole systems approach. But most importantly, as the science changes, we'll keep updating this, right? So it's like, as the operating system changes, your apps hopefully get faster and better, and that's what's gonna happen here. So when we look at, um, when, we, when we look at Onion, we have to recognize a couple things. Onion is not just one single compound. Onion is a synergistic blend of many things. It's a blend of minerals. It's a blend of vitamins. It's a blend of phenolic compounds, organic sugars. You ever notice sometimes you have sweet onions, right? Onions have sugars in them. Fiber, volatile compounds, organosulfur compounds, sulfur, sulfur compounds, or, right? So here are the minerals. Look at how mineral rich uh, onions are. Manganese, zinc, selenium, potassium, phosphorus. Uh, vitamins, vitamin C, B1, B2, B3, and B6. B6 is extremely important for your nerves. Vitamin E, right? Very powerful antioxidant among other things. But minerals and vitamins, which are the key to health, minerals and vitamins. So let's look at some of those volatile compounds. By the way, when we say volatile compounds, doesn't mean they're volatile like, you know, some people. It means volatile means they're very the pow powerful um, active ingredients in that uh, food, volatile compounds. So volatile in this area is actually powerful. That's what it actually means. So there's two classes of these compounds, L-cysteine sulfoxides and gamma glutamyl L-cysteine peptides. Okay. So over here, you can see the sulfoxides over here. Okay. And you notice it's with an S with a double bond. Okay. S allyl L cysteine to see the sulfoxides and the gamma glutamyl cysteine peptides are over here, right? So you have this very different structure. Now, the alene, which is the S allyl cysteine sulfoxide, is one of the major organosulfur compounds in onions. Now, just like we discussed, if you remember garlic, um, this is gonna, um, it's important. This is why many cultures typically crush, you know, you put it in a mortar and pestle or you crush it because what happens when you crush it from the mechanical force, um, something interesting happens. The alene, which is this structure, chopping, crushing, chewing, converts it to allicin, okay, A-L-L-I-C-I-N. And this is where it becomes highly bioavailable in your body. So if you're getting onions, you know, uh, rarely do you see, um, I guess some people do it sometimes in soups, right? People just take a whole onion, throw it in. But typically, if you smash it and you cut it, you get much more of the benefits of the onion. That's why chopping and crushing are good. I mean, you could throw the whole onion in, but you're going to get much more benefits if you chop it, crush it. Most of the medicinal benefits are derived from allicin, which is when you crush it. And it's metabolites such as, if you look at SAMG, which is S-allyl-mercapoglutathione, glutathione, 
uh, S-L-mercaptocysteine, SAMC, and S-L-L-cysteine, SAC. So these three things uh, are where most of the benefits are derived, the medicinal benefits, SAMG, SAMC, SAC. So when someone tells you, hey, uh, what are the important things in onion? It's the uh, these allicin compounds, okay? Um, the quercetin, okay, is also in onions. Quercetin is phenomenal. Um, you can, by the way, buy quercetin, you know, tablets um, in, you know, or powder or capsules. Um, if you remember when I talked about the immune system, if you take quercetin and zinc together, it has the same effects as hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, because quercetin opens up, um, it, um, you know, uh, on the membrane, the wall so zinc can go in. And why is zinc important? Zinc stops viral replication, okay? It's an inhibitor. So quercetin plus zinc, very powerful. You know, I take it um, at least once a day. That's my regimen. You, can, you should go research it on your own. We can talk about it. But quercetin plus zinc, is a powerful vehicle for the zinc to be made more bioavailable, all right? So, but quercetin also is in onions, okay? So quercetin is in onions, and you can see um, that um, it's, uh, it's a phenolic compound, and it has antioxidant properties, anti-inflammatory properties. And quercetin and its derivatives represent 90% of the phenolic compounds in onion, 90%, all right? So this is why many, many traditional cultures always added onions to foods they made, particularly when you cook meats, right? I mean, this is sort of the standard in most traditional cultures, right? You take your onion, you, you know, you put some ghee down, you know, you take your onion, you chop it finely, chopping releases what? The allicin, right? And then you slightly, you know, you slow roast it, and then you would add your meats, you know, your whatever, or your tofu, whatever it was, right? And then you would put in your garlic and your spices. Why? Because you wanted, look, all things in nature are not good or bad. They could be good or bad, but when you learn how to combine, you lower inflammatory response. So some people get, if you just ate meat straight, a lot of people would probably get acidic reaction and could get inflammation. But when you add these spices, it lowers inflammation. That's why, the quercetin, as you can see here, which is in onions, has these very powerful anti-inflammatory properties. So the biological effects. So look at onion has some very, very amazing biological effects. It's anti-allergy, which we'll go through. Okay. Antibacterial, antifungal, antiparasitic, antiviral, anti-inflammatory. Like who would not want to take onions? Okay. I mean, as a, as a food, as a, as, it's, it's, a, it's a piece of medicine. It's pure medicine, anti-allergy, antibacterial, antifungal, antiparasitic, antiviral, and anti-inflammatory, okay? So what are the health benefits? So it helps control diabetes, believe it or not, okay? It's cardiovascular health. It lowers hypertension. It, you know, it's anti-atherosclerotic, right? So if you have, if you're concerned about hypertension, if you're concerned about, you know, plaque development in your arteries, think about you know, the power of onions and particularly those phenolic compounds that are in onions. Um, cancer, again, the lots and lots, this is not our research.
This is from the research that we called through. Colorectal, laryngeal, esophageal, right? Uh, gastric, prostate, very powerful uh, against cancer. Now, having shared all that, um, you know, we've just discussed what onion has, all the compounds it has, organosulfur compounds, these phenolic compounds, quercetin. Now we want to talk about how do these compounds affect the immune system? We could do an analysis of how it affects, let's say, the cardiovascular system. But keeping in the immune series, we want to know how these compounds affect the immune system. Well, the question we need to ask is, the word system again shows up. What is the immune system? What is the immune system? And that discussion takes us to a very important recognition. And, and I've said this before, you have an opportunity to actually educate your doctors um, when I'm finished with the next few slides. Most doctors do not even understand the immune system. It's not their fault. It's a medical educational training that they're put through, which never really teaches them that things are a system. It teaches them little parts like the blind men. So what are the doctors? What do are, what are most doctors learn today? Okay. Well, they learn the immune system just as these two boxes. They go, okay, it's two, two, two little boxes. The immune system is the innate immune system, the adaptive. That's all it is. And the goal is that if your immune system generates antibodies, you're in great shape. So the pathogen comes in, hits your innate immune system, your body reacts to that pathogen, and then later on it produces the antibody. So, so, so what do I mean by that? So when you look at this, what you want to understand is that the most medical doctors just learn about this two-box model. The innate immune system is all the stuff in your eyes, your nose, your, your, your throat, your skin, you know, your saliva, and you know, your nose and someone sneezes on you, it goes into your eyes and your body reacts through various types of cells, neutrophils, natural killer cells. And that is called your innate immune system. And that innate immune system is a bunch of like military personnel. They go start shooting up the pathogen. Body parts are flying everywhere. Well, those dismembered body parts of that virus are used to stimulate the adaptive immune system. Those body parts of the virus are called antigens. And your body, like for example, if you see the coronavirus, the spike proteins on that are called antigens. And those antigens stimulate the adaptive immune system to create antibodies. So this is the, uh, uh, this is the theory of the immune system according to modern medical world. But you know what, it's not, it's not right at all. The immune system, get me some water, Ken. The immune system, thanks. The immune system is just not those two boxes, okay? The immune system is far more complicated. And this is what I presented at the National Science Foundation, where they had me come speak on an invited lecture. It in involves the interferon system, the gut bacteria, the virus. You have 380 trillion viruses in your body, you have 60 trillion bacteria, the neural system. The body is not just about antibodies. And this is the unfortunate, you know, I can't say they're lying. It's like a, a little piece of the truth that they've given, okay? So they're hiding all this other stuff. The, the, the immune system is all of this. And what this reveals to us is it's not just about antibodies, antibodies, antibodies. So the entire discussion on all of media has been about antibodies, antibodies, antibodies. The truth is the body is not your immune system 
is not just a function of the antibodies. Your immune system is a function of many things. So when a virus attacks you or comes near you, or by the way, there's viruses all around us, and your body's fighting off viruses right now or bacteria right now, this instant, your body's doing something, okay? But in, in a normal functioning immune system, your body takes it and it sort of knows how to handle it. The innate system comes, but then you have the interferon system, which most medical doctors probably don't even know about. If they do, they don't know the importance of it. The interferon system, I'm gonna just dump over to that slide over here. The interferon system is in every cell of your body, interferons. Not every cell of your body has antibodies, but every cell in your body has interferons, okay? And it has type one interferons as well as, um, which are in interferon alpha and beta. And these interferons constitute the first line of defense against infection. In fact, what's really important about the interferons is that the innate system upregulates the interferons and then your interferons turn on things like the natural killer cells, which go and destroy the infected cells, okay? In fact, when the interferon system is turned on, thousands of genes get turned on. So you get in the picture here that the interferons is like the orchestra conductor turning on all the music, okay? Versus the, the, the imagine the sort of dysfunctional orchestra conductor who just keeps pointing at the oboe. That's all you're getting. You go to a big concert, you went to hear a huge music and all you hear is the oboe all day. That's the antibody equivalent, okay? So these guys just want oboe, 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 forget everything else. And it's probably be a pretty boring concert. You probably get completely annoyed and leave. But that's not what the immune system is. The immune system is a far more complex system that involves all of this, okay? But what they focus on is just this. Okay, here's the macrophages. By the way, these are the inner, these, these yellow cells are the lining of your intestinal wall, I mean, sorry, your lung, lung, walls of your lungs. This, imagine this top is your, the air in your lungs and the bottom is your bloodstream. So here's a virus in your, in your uh, airways. The macrophages try to chomp it up. These are those adaptive immune system cells. I mean, uh, innate cells, they chomp it up. And here's a dismembered part that calls upon your CD4 cell to, to the B cell to create antibodies. This is your adaptive system. And then here's your CDAT cell, which starts eating it up. The, the reason I'm sharing this with you is that that's typically what most medical professionals learn. They just learn the innate and the adaptive. Few of them really understand the very powerful importance of the interferon system, but you've just learned it, okay? So here's your homework assignment to everyone. Go ask your doctor, do they know about the interferon system, okay? Do they know that the, that the interferon system uh, is essential to the immune system? In fact, um, there are people who are quote unquote infected with some virus, right? They have no symptoms. They don't even have the antibodies and they're fine because you know what? Their interferon system took it, took it out, took out the virus way before. So why don't we talk about the interferon system? Why don't we talk about how to boost the interferon system? And you'll find out then some very powerful antioxidants which can do that, all right? So there you go. You just got an immune system lesson and you can review this later on. And there's a whole bunch of other videos I've done on this too. <coughs> so now let's talk about 
now that you know the immune system, let's talk about the effect of onion on immune health. So here are the three compounds that have a direct effect that onions have on immune system, organosulfur compounds, quercetin and selenium. By the way, a quick aside, there was a, a friend of mine who's a nutritional doctor many, many years ago, he told me that there was a friend of his, he knew who was a doctor and he had every allergy possible, okay? He was allergic to everything and he started removing this and that out of his diet. Eventually he went off to, you know, on a sabbatical and he found out that everything he read and read and read said there was a mineral called selenium. And when you have selenium deficiency, that your body will become highly allergic to all sorts of things, allergens, okay? So he came back and he started taking, I think I forget it was 100 or 200 micrograms of uh, um, uh, selenium uh, and he completely healed himself. So what I found interesting when I was looking at this research from our Cytosol team is I found out that we're going to be talking about the low, you know, how to uh, compounds, how onion compounds lower allergy response. But onion has quite a bit of selenium in it. Very, very important mineral, selenium, quercetin and organosulfur compounds. Now, the organic active compounds upregulate the innate immune cell proliferation and the onion active compounds also lower allergy response. So let's look at that. All right. Now, um, when I do these diagrams for you guys, I want you to remember that if you see a green arrow, that means it is having a effect on producing more of that thing at the, at the, at the head of that arrow. Okay. If you have a red line with a hammer sort of at the end of it, that means the, the substance where the, the line starts and where the, has a effect on lowering or inhibiting that substance. Okay. So this is basically a chemical sort of diagram and you'll see that here. So you'll see here, look at here, selenium. Okay. Selenium's here. Selenium increases the activity of natural killer cells. Very important for in the, in, in your innate immune system, macrophages, right? And see onion, organosulfur compounds, selenium and quercetin, promote proliferation of innate immune cells. So this supports your innate immune system, as well as anti-infection CD16 natural killer cells, NK cells. In fact, the interferon system hits it. So you can see, look at all the great compounds onion has. The selenium, the quercetin, the organosulfur compounds. The organosulfur compounds have a three-part effect supporting all of these. Quercetin and selenium hit this, but it's just the, you know, uh, what one of the things, and you'll notice this is very similar to, uh, in some ways, to garlic. And remember, this helps the innate immune system. What is the innate immune system? The innate immune system is that part of your body that first reacts when the virus comes to it. You know, it's what's occurring in the first, you know, few hours. If you ever feel a cold coming on, and I talked about this when I talked about garlic, because garlic has a lot of substances like this, but particularly just to give an aside on garlic is garlic has some of these important substances right when you feel that tickle in your throat, you know what I'm talking about? You have to react very quickly. I'll come back to that. So whether it's a garlic or you start taking the zinc or you start taking the vitamin C, that's what I do. 
but you have to be very mindful and conscious. If you wait to go long over the 72 hours, you're not supporting your innate system. So please be aware of that. Timing is very, very important to doing the right thing at the right time can have a profound effect on helping you in a crisis situation. But you can see that these three compounds, uh, uh, the mineral and these two compounds, increase the innate immune system. And guess what? That leads to antimicrobial activity, antibacterial activity, antiviral and antifungal because you're supporting your innate immune system. Second thing, remember, we do not want your body to freak out. The reason when a virus comes to you, you get sick and your body starts, you know, attacking itself is not the virus. It is your body overreacting if you have a weakened immune system, right? If you have a weakened immune system, your body overreacts. And the analogy I give is you have a car and you don't have the proper shock absorbers, okay? So what does your body do? It overreacts. It hits a puddle, it overreacts. Same thing happens, you get hit with a virus. In a normal case, your body has good shocks. It takes it, gets a little sniffles, you know, you and, and then you bounce back, stronger actually. But if you have a weakened immune system, your body freaks out and it overreacts and it starts attacking your own body. That is called the cytokine storm, cytokines, I'm gonna show you here what they are. So if you look at this diagram here, you on the left side, you have these little blue and uh, purple and you know uh, orange dots. These are called cytokines. Cytokines are TNF-alpha, cytokine, IL-6, IL-8, IL-1-beta. These four cytokines create the cytokine storm. But look what the organosulfur compounds do. They hammer them, they stop it, okay? Quercetin stops IL-8 and IL-6. Quercetin top stops lipoxygenase, which is a enzyme. Anytime you see ASE, a little bit of organic chemistry, this means it's a it's a enzyme which leads to inflammation. But quercetin knocks us out, knocks out IL-8 and IL-6, and the organosulfur compounds stop the cytokine storm. So quercetin inhibits enzymes that lead to inflammation. Quercetin inhibits cytokines, such as IL-6 and 8, that lead to inflammation, okay? But onion inhibits transcription factor NF-kappa-beta, which is responsible for transcription of inflammatory genes that cause the cytokine storm, okay? And here they are. So very powerful. What When you start eating onions, in many ways, you're giving your body a shock absorber so it knows how to modulate your immune system. So it strengthens your immune system by giving you modulation. Um, okay, good. I'm glad uh, Romelia Sardar saying he's enjoying it. Excellent. <laughs> All right, um, it's good to know. Good people are listening. So what you fundamentally have is you have a very powerful set of chemicals in onions which are fighting in multiple ways. So they're over here fighting the cytokine storm and ensuring that inflammation doesn't take place. Now, we've talked about allergies. So what is an allergy? What is an allergy? Well, typically when you have an allergy, your body has what's called a, a histamine release, right? 
certain cells in your body called basophils release histamines. Um, some people have this occur to them when they have a shellfish allergy, right? Some people have this to certain foods, right? Um, peanuts, right? Um, um, it, it's just a whole assortment of things that can cause a histamine reaction. And when you get a histamine reaction, the pharma companies have built what are called antihistamines. Anyone know a famous drug? Benadryl, right? Uh, Benadryl is an antihistamine, right? It stops that histamine reaction. So um, what happens here, as we're going to see right here, is you see here that onions mitigate allergic reaction by reducing production of histamines in the basophils. So the basophils put out these histamines. This is when you start your whole body's undergoing a histamine reaction. But the organic sulfur compounds and the quercetin, look what they do. They hammer down and they are implicated in the inhibition of histamines. And histamines are implicated in the antigen-specific allergic response, right? Pollen. Um, in, uh, to those of you listening in the East Coast, now we're starting to get pollen, right? So you have people starting to take, start taking different drugs. Well, um, onions can be very, very important to add into your diet. Okay, let's continue, all right? Now, everything I've shared with you right now should open you up to understand something very important about nature. Look, I'm not telling you we're gonna go eat onions. Onions are an example of understanding that the, the immune system, when you start looking at it, is, uh, and an onion is a system. Look at all the things that an onion does. It's quite amazing. It's multi-pronged, right? It stops histamine, right? It reduces inflammation. It reduces a cytokine storm. It supports your uh, uh, innate immune system because you have a synergistic reaction using multiple molecules. This is why the statement food is medicine is, you know, you got to take it to really mean that because this Medicine right here called the onions. It's got quercetin in it, chemical, right? It's got organosulfur compounds in it. Um, it's got selenium in it, right? So this thing's got a, this is like loaded. This is a, uh, a pharmaceutical factory right here, okay? That you're walking around with, right? Nature has given us, right? So this system, that's what it is, operates on the principle of synergy. It turns on many things because it's packed with many, many combinations of nutrients. So just think about that. So real healing comes not from a magic bullet, it comes from when we take a synergistic approach. Nature teaches that all around us. If you wanna be healthy, you gotta get sunshine, but not just sunshine, you get too much of it, you're gonna get roasted, okay? You gotta get some of it. You gotta eat the green, leafy, dark vegetables, right? Um, you gotta get sleep, what else? You gotta have friendships, huh? Vitamin C, Yeah, citrus, right? You gotta have uh, friendships, re relaxation. So it's a synergy of things. So if that principle of synergy is true to the universal system of our body, is it perhaps not true that that synergy principle exists in all aspects of human existence? And I would argue it does, and I wanna take a quick break and we'll come back to do a little more on onion. And I want you to ponder this because my job is to educate all of you as a system scientist that the only way we start solving real problems in the world is to take a systems approach. 
And one of those principles is synergy. And that leads me into, as we go into this break here, not a break, it's really, I don't wanna call it a break, this is not a show. Okay, this is an educational form, is that you need to start recognizing that there is an inner relation between the synergy of truth. Look, for a long time, um, what used to happen is um, the people who were into truth were just the nerds or the innovators doing science, right? People say, I want, I'm a seeker of truth or spiritual people, right, for example. But then uh, you had another group of people who were into freedom, free speech, and the Second Amendment. And many people used to call these people, quote, unquote, rednecks, right? All those people just want their guns. So these people were typically seen as conservatives. These are like your nerds, let's say. And then you had your people, your earthy, crunchy granola people, typically your liberals, maybe quote unquote liberals who are into, you know, living in Vermont or somewhere, where else? Berkshires. Berkshires, whatever, right? Yoga Nazis, right? But so the establishment has split these groups, the truth people, the health people, the freedom people into different groups. They make them, uh, characterize them um, to look different, act different, etc. But you could argue that this is a false um, division because if anything is really going to come for real value in the world, it's going to be when we bring them together, truth, freedom, and health, which means that's the power of synergy. We need to go beyond left and right. And our movement, the one that you're part of right now by participating in these videos, and I hope all of you go to vashiva.com slash join, contribute because everything we're doing is a bottoms up movement for truth, freedom and health. And I wanna have you reflect on that as I play the video for you, which really goes deeper into this, is that if we start recognizing there is a set of scientific principles to your body, to food, to solving any problems, even political problems, by taking a systems approach. So let me play our video here and I'll come back shortly. Um, so you get a deeper understanding of what our movement for truth, freedom, and health is really about. By the way, everyone can go to vashiva.com slash join. And when you go to the page, you'll understand what our movement's about. Please contribute, uh, whatever you want to do. You, By the way, you can go right here and sign up as a member for nothing, okay? And you get access to many, many different features. Those of you contribute 25 or more, I actually um, cannot take your money without giving you something. So I give you our best-selling book, Systems and Revolution and access to a software called Your Body, Your System. And I'll come back and explain. And those of you who wanna, and I encourage everyone to become a truth, freedom and health warrior, you get a deep MIT type education here for essentially nothing, but more importantly, you get to do this for yourself. So let me play our video, here we go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have they don't this reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people there's only one movement that can do that and that is the movement that we started creating here in massachusetts the movement for truth freedom and health look i've been a student of politics since i was a four-year-old kid setting revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. 
And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work united. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they'll let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com. And it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor, A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground.
So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, so um, I want to encourage everyone to, to go take advantage of this education. And I just want to give you a little bit of preview into uh, what's there because um, it's the best time to do it. Let me, let me just uh, bring this up so you guys have an idea of what the movement is actually about. I'll just go back to this. So when you go to the website, go to vashiva.com, you'll find out what we've done is when you become a Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior, there's a whole dashboard. And by the way, this slide is actually getting old because we've had it all, all sorts of new features. But one of the things, there's an education section as you scroll down. You get access to the tool, your body, your system. You get access to a whole portal where you get a whole educational portal. You get access to the video, the Foundations of Systems video archive, which is the course I created. I used to teach at MIT. You're getting an MIT education, okay? Uh, I don't know. It's priceless. Um, some of you can also become members of the Truth, Freedom, and Health Leadership Program. There are four books you get access to, okay? So part of getting educated is you will understand this very powerful systems approach. You'll take probably, if you went to MIT, a couple of years to really understand this diagram. I teach it to you in literally a few hours as part of the technology. We, we, we figured out a way to teach you this very powerful concepts of system science. You get access to the book System and Revolution, the tool, um, your body, your system. Some people just want this, which is fine for anyone who contributes as a supporter. And then you get access beyond that to the portal. You get access to research papers, you get access to the entire course where you can actually be certified. We have a certification program. So you can be a truth, freedom and health warrior. Then on top of that, I give you three more books, okay? Took me a lifetime to write these books. You can understand how systems principles can help your life in many, many ways, how your body is a system. And then you get access to the scientific paper, um, systems of systems. And then those are for people who've been very generous for donor donating a hundred or more. Okay, but it's not enough that you just learn this stuff because your consciousness is going to raise and I want you to build community. So we have a whole forum. You go into the forum, independent of big tech, this is in our own data center. You can start having various types of conversations, debates, arguments, whatever you want with people out there. Okay, we want to encourage that. You can then use the tool to, uh, for our warriors, we've created your our own social media equivalent. Um, uh, you know, the equivalent of Facebook, but without Mark Zuckerberg, okay? Um, you can create your own pages. You can then interact with people, but it's basically the, the VA Shiva social media. But it's not enough that you only get educated, that you get educated and you build community, but we want you to get activated. We don't want you to sit on the sidelines. I want to teach you how to start connecting with your neighbors. You can give your neighbors a masks and oral health card. You can educate them in a simplified way what masks do to their mouth, okay? What masks are gonna do to their children? What the research is showing, how doctors are reporting more oral health issues, why we need to a whole new public health perspective on masks. And then there's a whole link, vashiva.com masks. There's a whole research paper out there, okay? There's a whole research symposium on this. Then you take an issue like the jabbing or not to jab, right? It's not about beyond Vax or anti-vax, it's about building community. And again, you can go educate people. We need to find the people, the good people who are being 
not given the science and educate them that when it comes to the immune system, it's about boosting immunity, okay? So what we're doing here is giving you tools so you get educated, you get a system science education, number one. Number two, you build community with other people because you're gonna feel lonely once your consciousness raises, so you connect with others. And three, the most important thing is we want you to go do stuff on the ground. We want you to learn, teach, and serve educate people. That's sort of our solemn duty. So coming back to onions, um, one of the things that came out of my approach to looking at systems, when I finished my PhD and I went back to MI, when I finished my PhD at MIT, went back on a Fulbright, I wanted to understand how my grandmother was able to look at your body using a very different system, not molecular systems, and figure out what's going on inside your body, okay? And then I wanted to understand um, how that was happening. And the big breakthrough I had was in 2007, I found out that the entire Eastern systems of medicine have nothing to really do with medicine. They're really an engineering systems approach, the same principles that govern the computer, that govern your body as a system is what they were actually doing. And so I consolidated that into your body, your system, which all of you get access to when you sign up as a Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior as a supporter, okay? But what I've done here is in the first part of our discussion today, we talked about onions from the standpoint of molecules and molecular pathways, but you can also look at onion as a system from an engineering systems approach. And in that approach, by the way, when you guys sign up, you get access to a tool called Your Body, Your System. And using this tool, you can actually figure out what kind of system you are in this system of transport, conversion, and storage. So this is 100% transport, 100% conversion, 100% storage. Using your body, your system, you answer a set of questions, it'll figure out how much transport, conversion, and storage in your body. That's the red dot, and that'll vary. Ken may be in a different location, I may be a different location. So each one of us are unique beings, right? So my target is different than Ken's. So you can then ask yourself a different set of questions and it'll figure out where your black dot is. And this will vary from day, the red dot is not gonna move over a lifetime, but the black dot will move day to day. This is like the weather, okay? And this is basically tells you where your body is today and the goal is to bring your body back to itself. And the, te and the system will teach you how foods and supplements can move that black dot back to here, okay? So using that approach, by the way, which is what we do in your body, your system, um, you can now look at onion itself as a system, okay? So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is food manipulates the forces of transport, movement, conversion, and storage. And by the way, it's, it's a deeper discussion we teach you in the course, but when you mix any foods together from an Eastern and an engineering systems perspective, that food is gonna either increase transport or decrease transport, increase conversion or decrease conversion, like digestive processes, increase storage or structure, which means make you heavier, right? Or reduce your weight, okay? Make you depressed, which means you don't wanna move. That's sort of storage, you don't move inertia, okay? So using that analysis, what do we find with onion? So it's a different approach. So look what onion does. Onion stabilizes transport. So if you're nervous energy, it'll calm you, okay? It increases pitta, conversion, which is digestion. 
This is why many traditional cultures include onion in food to support digestion. And guess what it does? It increases kapha, okay? It actually helps you, it supports your bones and your structural elements, your fascia, right? So onion is very good at, now you have to be careful, right? If you eat a lot of it, okay? Um, here, uh, definitely, you don't wanna eat too much of it because if you have too much digestive activity, you can get heartburn, right? But um, it stabilizes. So this gives you a different way of looking at onion. How much should you take? Well, how much should you take, okay? Well, maintenance dose, according to Blumenthal, 50 grams you know, of fresh onion, 20 grams of dried onion. By the way, you'll find out whenever you look at herbs, the dried version of it typically has more potency, right? Because it's dried, the water is removed, it's not diluted. So this is why you can see here, you can take more of the wet version, right? The fresh, but you need less of the dried. For diabetes and health benefits, Taj Eldin et al. in 2016 said 100 grams of onions a day. For hypertension, 160 milligrams a day of quercetin from onions, okay? I take, you know, there I, I get the quercetin pill. I take about 500 milligrams. That's what I personally take, okay? Not just for general health. For immune support, Mirabu and Samson found out that 250 to 500 kilograms per deciliter, you know, uh, but 500 milligrams, right, uh, of onion extract, okay? Onions, in summary, onion activates the cells of the innate immune system. It inhibits inflammatory enzymes like, you know, lipoxygenase and inflammatory cytokines, including the cytokine storm, and it mitigates allergic responses. There you go. So that was our discussion on onions. So I hope this was helpful. But remember, I want you all to start taking a systems approach. That's why in the videos um, that I'll do, I'll always do something on something, you know, of something that you put in your mouth or something that you eat that affects our health. And you're going to learn a lot like you just did with onion from that uh, stuff and that education that I just put together. But I want you to start thinking about that same systems approach we take to understanding this is the same systems approach you can start learning to understand why Republicans and Democrats both suck. <laughs> okay, why left and right both, in fact, they have a, they work together against you. Why pro and anti doesn't lead anywhere. We gotta move beyond left and right. We gotta move Republican, Democrat. We have to build a bottoms up movement. And that is what happened in the late 1800s and in the mid 1900s when all the gains that were gotten, most of the gains in this, in the last century came from the bottoms up working class people's movements. And ever since those movements took place, the establishment got so vile and has been plotting in the United States it was up until the 1970s when they really reorganized themselves to make sure that we never build a bottoms up movement. And what VA Shiva and the Truth, Freedom and Movement is dedicated to is building a powerful bottoms up movement for truth, freedom and health by educating you, by helping you, enabling you to build community and by teaching you how to weaponize yourself by becoming a person who learns, who teaches and serves. That's how we actually are gonna grow. We have to forget politicians, forget all these people. Don't waste your time. Go to your neighbors, go to your friends, go to your family, go to your school teachers, go to your working class people, 
educate them, be it on onion, be it on climate change systems, but most importantly, you need to learn the science of systems. It is really the weapon that I have brought forward to the working people who are my people, because that is a weapon that is gonna liberate us. Any questions we have, Ken, up here? Oh, by the way, before I end, I gotta give you guys some good news. You know, we, as you know, in our lawsuit, we have the only two lawsuits that are getting many, many victories in Massachusetts. The judge ordered um, uh, us to also sue Twitter, okay? In our first lawsuit. And we just filed that lawsuit. And I just wanna, and those of you who are interested, let me bring it up. At least the, uh, let me stop sharing here. I think I have it here. I, I'll just read you what we just filed in federal court. Uh, I think I got it here. This is our, it's filed, so it's you know public, so I can share this with you. So this, I'm just gonna only read you the first part of this so you understand what we just filed. Um, and it's, it's a big victory for all of us, okay? This is what it says. So remember, just to give you the background. Um, in September 25th, 26th, I exposed the fact that the Secretary of State of Massachusetts was deleting, destroying ballot images. I put that out on Twitter. And within you know, minutes of putting that out, I was shut down off Twitter for 21 days in the middle of my federal election campaign. And we found out that the government of Massachusetts had contacted Twitter because I was exposing illegal activity of the Secretary of State. And so they contacted Twitter. Twitter didn't shut me down. They contacted Twitter and then Twitter kowtowed to the government. The most important thing we need to understand for the last four years, all we've heard about is big tech, big tech, big tech, big tech, big tech is the enemy. What our lawsuit shows is that it is not just big tech, it is government. Where government ends and where Twitter begins, the lines are blurred now. The government worked with Twitter to throw off a U.S. Senate federal candidate because I was exposing their criminal activities. So the judge, after hearing, after giving us several victories in this lawsuit, most recently said he wants Twitter in his court. <laughs> okay? And he ordered that. So based on that order, he wanted us to amend our complaint to include Twitter. And that's what we've done here. So let me share that with you. So this is what our complaint now says. It says, most people assume that big tech is independent of and has been an, and has an adversarial relationship with the government. Okay, that's the bullshit that we get on TV. The ca this case proves that big tech is an agent of the government and is in no position to defy or resist government influence in any way. On April 5th, 2021, which is yesterday, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas declared in his concurring opinion that because Biden versus Knight did not allege any threat from the government and did not raise the issue of Blum versus Uretsky, it could not serve as a vehicle to examine the issue of government influence. And so certiorari must be denied. What are we saying here? What we're saying here is that in the recent case with the Trump issue with where the lower courts agreed that Trump should not be blocking people. Even Clarence Thomas had to agree with that because 
the stupid Trump lawyers didn't bring up government, okay? Had they dragged in the government involvement into it, okay? They could have, what Clarence Thomas was saying was they could have gone after Section 230. Our case shows the government and Twitter have colluded. So it's very, very important. Anyway, this is sort of some extra credit, extra lecture we're doing today, okay? So this case, which is our case, in contrast, does credibly allege that Twitter, the government's trusted partner, we found out that Twitter has a trusted partner relationship, right? They have, they literally have made the government a Twitter trusted partner, which means if the government has any problems, they just make a phone call to Twitter, okay? This case, in contrast, does credibly allege that Twitter, the government's trusted partner, is not an independent, defiant bastion of free speech, and that Twitter is merely an agent of the government that provides the government an end run the first, uh, uh, around the First Amendment. It is impossible to tell where Twitter ends and where the government begins, okay? Defendants have already admitted under oath they have coordinated an effort to strongly encourage Twitter via their trusted partnership to delete tweets. Anyway, that... That's the amended complaint. But I wanna also um, tell you that we also added, this is a 108 page claim, by the way, okay? We also added, and by the way, I'm representing myself. There are no lawyers here. You're looking at uh, me who is filing this lawsuit, okay? And we're winning independent of these scumbag lawyers, okay? That's a technical term, by the way. So um, one of the important things we brought out was we have filed a separate count against Twitter half a billion dollars we've added to our lawsuit. And it basically says that implied right to private action against Twitter for interfering in a federal election as an undeclared super PAC, okay? So we're saying is in this part of the lawsuit that Twitter acted as a super PAC, which means when they threw me off Twitter by colluding with the government, they were basically giving my opposition a advantage, right? That means they were being their parties. That's a super PAC because I had close to 360,000 followers on Twitter. That was my vehicle to communicate. So anyway, um, I just wanted to give you guys an update on, I'll, I'll probably do a live on it tomorrow, but I want all of you to know that in addition to being a scientist on Cytosol, burning that candle, in addition to doing these lectures for you guys, you know, I'm also wanting to educate you on system science, but I need your help. And you need, all of us need to work together now, all right? And on top of that, I'm filing a lawsuit, two lawsuits behaving as a lawyer. So I burn the candle at multiple ends. So I keep fighting for us because I will never forget where I came from. But it's time that all of you guys also started pulling your weight and started getting educated. I can't teach the whole world alone. I need all of you to start becoming educators. And I'm here to educate you so you can go educate others. But I need you guys to get off your butts and become truth, freedom, and health warriors. If you're not ready, that's fine. But I'm not going to end until we get 50,000 warriors on the ground. Because when everyone, 50,000 people, understand the nuclear science of system science, it's over for the establishment. Mark my words. That's how we're going to win. It is through education that, that we win. Why am I able to do all this I do? Well, I worked my butt off. I got educated. That's how I, my family and I pulled ourselves out of slavery in many ways, okay? We pulled ourselves out of slavery, which is what the Indian system, the caste system was, because, uh, let me go back to this. One second, everyone. I want to make sure the people on uh, 
my friends here. Uh, there we go. Okay. Um, that's how you pull yourself out of slavery. You get educated or you be enslaved. So it's up to you. You got to support this movement. It is the only movement in this planet, in this galaxy right now, in the known galaxies, okay? <laughs> Probably in all the known galaxies, that's going to be able to liberate you, okay? We are the center of the Jedi force here. We li really are. And it's going, and we don't need everyone. We don't need everyone because the science that, you know, I was fortunate to learn system science, there's probably about a thousand people in the world who know system science. Okay. The elites know it. That's how they, that's how they oppress you. That's how they do all these games. But you know what? You're looking at a consummate system scientist and that knowledge that most people cannot afford to go to MIT or, or learn, I'm bringing to the rest of the world. And it is the science of systems that is our weapon for liberation. And it is up to you now to take the bull by the horns and become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. So go do it. Get educated or be enslaved. It's up to you. Thank you.